So I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, and I was like, yeah, because I brought to my birthday. And I was like, yeah, I'm an Aries, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I always say like, yeah, but I don't subscribe to these things, whatever, whatever. And even though I said it, but I still say that I'm an Aries yeah. when I, you know, when it comes up, because I can see that it's like, I don't know, bubbling in their yeah. mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then I feel like it, I don't know, it's so, it's so, it's so, um, yeah, I think it's not fun to, to just feel like you know someone because of their birthday yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's what I don't like about it because there are some people who are like, oh, that's your birthday and then it's whatever. And then you're Aries. I was saying that both of us are Aries, right? And then there are some people who go like, oh, well, you like to argue a lot, you know? <laughs> or you'll or do you... something and they'll be like, mm, mm, that's yeah, an Aries move. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, that sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if it's like superficial. <laughs> yeah. But there are some things that add up there. Yeah, there's some things that add up there. Some things that like they're consistent. Like, like the whole thing about like Aries being um super sensitive but also super hot headed. Mm-hmm. Every Aries that I've met co- yeah. has kind of like falls into that box, yeah. including Kyla and myself. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah, there are consistencies and in the personality trait thing and I can appreciate it, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean I think the problem I have is just you categorizing people before you get to know them. I think mm-hmm. it's nice to just mm-hmm. get to know the yeah, yeah. people. And like, there's so many other reasons here already being categorized. Exactly. Apart from horoscope, why I need to add another one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're already judging you based on everything else, that, you know, that you yeah. look like and you sound like and you, yeah, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So speaking of categorizing... <laughs> How do you categorize yourself? What sign are you? <laughs> categorize yourself exactly now. <laughs> categorize yeah. myself? Okay, well, if I should like tick off all the boxes. Mm-hmm. My name's Naomi Westlake. I am 22 years old. I was born in London, but I live in Berlin now and I make music. Uh, German music actually is my main project, which I think can be really interesting today because it's mm. different. But as you can tell, I also do and write and make music in English. So yeah, yeah. and your English is fluent. I mean, like you would, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You would I think mean, that you come from the UK, I which would... you do, right? Kind yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. my dad was born in Southampton, and my grandparents now live in Bristol, and they kind of connect. I mean. We're not from that, but people always say we have a very posh accent because it's okay. quite clean because yeah, yeah. my dad studied literature as well and stuff. And so um, I always pretend that I'm posh, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to say nobody, nobody speaks English quite like the English, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, say what you want, but those motherfuckers get English. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, no. But my sister said this because my sister, my sister goes to Oxford, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she brings it up all the time because she's in Oxford, which is like obviously the upper echelon of you know english yeah. education you still know what big I mean? deal there and i think that she made a good point and she was like you know it's quite a thing but like just the way that they use the full spectrum of the english language to mm-hmm. convey mm-hmm. well anything mm-hmm. you know what i mean is really quite impressive yeah. and it's true yeah that's know? what i would like to get into more i've been addicted with all these british series so i've watched the crown within the crown last three so weeks good. or bridgerton so <laughs> okay, just because i love it. have you tried it, it though have you tried it i did but listen <laughs> you can't go from the crown which is like i haven't seen the crown 
The Crown is fantastic. Yeah, I think it's I also really the most money that Netflix has ever spent on a series. Really? Yeah. The cinematography is excellent. The acting is excellent. Nice. And all of it, the stories are true. So it's it's yeah. like a... Yeah. So much detail as well. Some people think it's too long, as in it gets tiring. Mm -hmm. But since I come from that background, yeah, yeah, it yeah. really interests me, like all the details about the royal family and how this actually is part of English culture. And, mm -hmm. you know... There's not a lot of royalty anymore in the world, so it's something that people can't quite comprehend. Yeah. And to me as well, because I didn't grow up in England. I was just born there and moved here when I was three. Mm. So it was just cool to see all the details about you know, what they're actually about and uh, why they exist till today. So. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, that's, yeah, the historical context is, of course, fascinating in itself. Um, But also, but the drama. The, but the yeah, film, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's drama and it's like whatever. But it's real. But honestly, yeah, yeah. if you want a masterclass in how to shoot a drama series, mm -hmm. um, because historical or not, like the the acting yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. the writing, is, uh, the everything music, about it is phenomenal. <laughs> I talk about it all the time. Somebody brings it up because you know, I I really I did judge it. I have to say, you know what I mean. I was like. I don't know, a, another series about royalty, you mm -hmm, know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and, you know, it, I, I thought it was going to be like Bridgestone, which, you know, whatever. No, I, I just, yeah. I feel like it's a little um, shallow compared to... Well, Bridgestone is shallow compared to, to The Crown. Yeah, it's a little yeah. plastic compared to, like, The Crown. I mean, because, uh, I mean, I don't know how historically accurate I haven't watched this series too much, but, I mean, it's very, like, I don't know, it's exactly what why you'd roll your eyes if you said you want to watch, like, a... A romantic drama about a royal family, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I love romantic dramas about royal families. Like, I binge watched the Tudor series. No, I, I think but the Tudors were good. Times. That was good, and that I didn't find that cheesy. It was romantic, it had a lot of drama. No, but that was good, but that was it was good, good acting, and for the time, it was also good cinematography. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think. Yeah, that series was also a yeah. good series. Yeah. But I mean, I don't need to bash Bridgerton if people watch it and you <laughs> like it. But I'm going to bash Bridgerton right now. I don't think it's a good series. I think it's a nice series if you're into that kind of thing. But as far yeah. as like, it's not a critically acclaimed series. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, definitely the, it's definitely on a level. It's not yeah. highbrow yeah. when we talk about yeah. Netflix But if one series. likes cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Nice exactly. Like... If you're on the cheese, then I mean, I couldn't even tell you. But I mean, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I, I think... Um, But yeah, The Crown is fantastic and because I, I, I discovered it, well, not discovered it, but actually, yeah, I discovered it through an ex-girlfriend, you know, um, when we walked in the house and her mom was watching it and I was like, ah, oh, The Crown. And, and she was like, no, actually, it's quite good. And, and I, do, <laughs> I did trust her, um, her, her, her eye for these things, you know, and I thought, hmm. And then one day I started and I was like, oh, shit, actually, this is real good boy. <laughs> You know? yeah. like, nice. wow. Well, I'm unemployed, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my next binge watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you like long stuff because I think, I mean, it is long, it is but long. I love long yeah. stuff. You know, I love yeah, like same. three hour long movies. I hate when um, I'm actually still watching The Walking Dead. And that's like 11 seasons at this point. Goodness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I always hate when I finish a series and then it's like, what do I do with my life now? You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's yeah. why I've watched Friends like four times in a row. Yeah, because it is really long. But after I'm finished, I'm like, what do I do now? I'm not watching Friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're in the Downey Friends room. That's my lunch show. Yeah, you know I what I mean. I haven't gotten around to Friends at all as yet. Oh no, that's yeah. a big part of my life as really? well. It's just it's a, it's that kind of thing that if you watch it like sporadically, 
throughout the week or whatever, it always seems to like fit within mm. what I'm dealing with. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's Valentine's Day. Every time it's Valentine's Day when I watch this series, it's kind of, the, I don't know. And it's really like the relatable thing of when I moved here, I moved here with friends as well. And we always dreamt of like, Having yes, in Berlin, roommates. Because you said you moved when you were three. So oh, I like, moved, yes, that's wild. in Berlin. You know, a pack of toddlers <laughs> move into Germany. Yeah, no. no, so <laughs> I moved to the south of Germany first, and that's where I grew where is up. Where's that? Um, it's like called Dreiländereck, which is where France, Switzerland, and Germany all meet at one point. And we're on the German side, right in that corner. And it's a little town called Kandan. Um, next biggest town on the Swiss side would be Basel, if you heard of that. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so that's where I come from. And I grew up and I graduated there. And then I moved to Berlin about almost three years ago, I think. Yeah, and same. Yeah, it's like just to study, to pursue music. And mm-hmm. um, and I moved here with friends. One of my best friends from back home joined half a year later. And we were like, we have to find a big, like flat for all our yeah, friends yeah, yeah. And i feel like that's the german like coming coming of <laughs> yeah. age like move you know like yeah, are we yeah. gonna go to berlin you know let's get the crew and go to berlin and make yeah, it in the big yeah. city we'll be friends know. in germany <laughs> you'll be friends yeah. <laughs> also yeah. just imagine it being cool to like if you're a musician to be living with a household of musicians yeah and that's actually what we do now I, and it's cr- incredible i mean we um moved in it's five of us and we all do music one of us does management my female friend and the other three are guys and they have a music label together and they all produce as well what's the label what do they do so basically um they find artists and develop them i mean they are more focused on the creative side so they do creative direction for music videos but also in general developing somebody's like brand yeah brand yeah branding's kind of what because yeah doing. when you're an artist you are effectively a brand now. yeah, yeah and and actually a lot of people don't like to see it that way but i also i also think it's cool because yeah. it's like i obviously i'm branding myself but i can think of it in a strategic way and it's so cool to view that from like a creative aspect as well and i also like the entrepreneurship and you know, getting into the strategies and marketing and stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel it is nice. And I, and I think that um, when you have your own, yeah, as a person, I feel like it's nice to have a, a separate, I mean, I think it's nice to have a separation between mm-hmm. um, who you are and what you do as an artist. At least for me, that's how I always envisioned it. And that's yeah. how I always liked it. Because some people are like their brand 24-7. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah. Slash they make their personality their brand. Exactly. Yeah. So like when you're an influencer or, or, or I don't know, you went on a reality TV show or something, like you are like, you're just living your brand 24-7. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you're on um an artist in the sense of maybe music or something, you know, you, you can kind of turn that yeah. on that stage persona or whatever. Um, yeah, that's You could kind of turn on and I think that's nice mm. for me anyway yeah. to have a separation. Yeah, and is I that, always... Sorry, you go first. Is that... I was going to ask you, do you feel like your brand is more your identity or do you yeah. have a separate personality to your brand? Yeah, that's the cool thing about being bilingual because mm. I always had this pressure I of like, know. I have to be my most self to be like authentic and Mm. recognized in the industry but then I noticed the coolest thing about being a musician having this as a job is I can focus on who I am and who I want to be all day it's my job to Mm. develop my strong suits and so I've learned to like split it like I'm split in like my 
cultural background because mm. I write in English and I can write for others and I'm you know the person that you know plans everything and has that kind of side to it and then I have my German side where I can like full-on live out my creativity and mm. like the performing arts of it and um, just dive into a specific side of me which is myself 100% but it's not all of me mm. yeah yeah that's cool yeah yeah, yeah 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 I mean I have that similar with the German and English I feel like I'm two completely different people if I'm yeah, like yeah. in German versus yeah. me in English because I mostly speak German mm -hmm, in a corporate mm -hmm. setting or in like not even in school I studied in English so when I speak German all of a sudden like my whole aura mm -hmm. just yeah, turns yeah. more professional yeah, yeah that's kind of coming back to the posh thing as well because yeah. it's just that's what I kind of envision yeah. Britishness to be and I have that in me but I didn't yeah. grow up with it so I kind of switched to being a different person yeah. in that sense yeah, yeah. just even just from speaking yeah. differently yeah. And, and it's I actually have really learned to love that mm -hmm. so, that's yeah. good and how's it going this this big move to Berlin with your friends Good, good. I mean, I'm also studying music at the same time, so it's like having two full-time jobs, but um, yeah. it's been really, really cool. I mean, I met so many incredible people. I mean, I wouldn't be here if I didn't mm. study music, just because yeah, yeah. I also started teaching and, you know, doing lots of other things on the side. But um, I, I've really been able to learn what I want to do yeah. and um, find people on the way that share that vision and want to take part in it. So I have a like full-on main producer and we see it as our project together, which is really cool. Is this through school or this is... It's all through school because yeah, yeah. it's just the best thing about it is finding contacts and being able to meet people that yeah. have the same passion, but also like the drive to even go and study for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then you all grow together too. Eh? It, yeah. it must be such a different world because like, I don't know, we know a lot of artists as well but I feel like everybody that at least that I know went down the path of like I'm gonna move to Berlin and do this not mm. like I'm gonna study like you don't you mm -hmm. meet all your contacts through you all are studying together but we have to like socialize and meet them in bars and yeah. get super fucked up in clubs <laughs> to make friends with them and then yeah, do projects yeah I mean there's always two sides to the story yeah, right? sometimes 100%. think I should be able to go out more as well because mm -hmm. it's a lot like oh I study so I, I have all the people around me already but I do want to get out more mm. but on the other hand it's like okay i I could be able to get a lot further if I didn't spend half my time studying when all or most of what it's about is finding people and like connecting because yeah. that's just the industry. But I mean, I mean, you look like you have quite some time ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. You look like you're good. You know what I mean? Like I think you have. Yeah, because I mean, I, I went down a winding road and I never actually studied um, what I yeah, I never officially studied like music mm -hmm. or, or engineering or sound engineering or anything like that, um, which is something that I really would have loved to do. And I mean, it's not too late. I could still do it. Mm -hmm. But um, don't you have like five degrees already? <laughs> you understand? So it's, that's the other thing, too. Like, am I going to jump into something yeah. else? But also a lot of these things like production sound engineering, you can teach yourself, you know, it's not completely mm -hmm. like like you can't <laughs> you can't teach yourself mechanical engineering. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like sound engineering and production i think that there's a lot of resources um out there that yeah. could really you can really kind of handle it but at the same time exactly what you said like uh, now that you're going into photography you know if you study in a university or an institution that is built on enabling artists like with these tools mm -hmm. then you kind of network and meet uh, like mm -hmm. yeah these people in this in that vein of things you know what i mean whereas like now that when we go to 
when we go out and we network in that way, we're all we're meeting a lot of other artists, and and it's not necessarily in a setting that's conducive to. I mean, yes, I mean, collaboration does come out of it, but you know what I mean? If you meet, like, uh, or your your professor or teacher or whoever, like, is teaching you sound yeah. engineering, and then you meet them and they introduce you to other professionals in that studio mm-hmm. setting, from the jump, mm-hmm. it's in that, yeah. like, n- that it's just, setting. It's more concentrated you know I mean? and it's, it's more... Yeah. Things happen faster. And yeah. I, 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 yeah. And then if you meet someone out or, you know what I mean, like in a bar, then you have to run you have them to down. You have to be in the DMs. I mean? and it's like you meet you someone know. in the studio, you already met him in the studio. And if yeah. it's studio you go to in a studio that they go to, then it's a chance that you're going to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's kind of, it flows yeah. nicer that way. And, and you and don't it, have all these conversations. I feel like we have a lot of conversations where it's like, you know, everybody has these drunk ideas that you want to execute. And <laughs> when it's time to execute, nobody activates. You know, I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm the only one that like follows up on my drunk shit. You know what I mean? And then I like reach out to these people and they're like, yeah, yeah all of a sudden they're shy. You know yeah. what I mean? No, that, that, I, I mean, too much yeah. to do. <laughs> that's true. I think, I guess I can always say, okay, a lot of people that I meet through school, I know that they take it really seriously and yeah. that they are, you know, put in the effort to yeah. make that because there's so many people that do music in Berlin when I first got here I was so overwhelmed I thought why am I even, why am I even trying to pursue this career because everybody else is doing it and then at some yeah. point I realized yeah, okay yeah, yeah <laughs> I realized I actually what I have going for myself is I love to really really work hard and and to see it that way as well I mean there's different ways of looking at music yeah. and creativity in that job but I actually really like saying, okay, I have a 60-hour week plus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, But 60 hours a week doing music is like... It's intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the drive to, to get things yeah. done, I think, is important because I think that's a big... Um, <laughs> that's where you really separate people. Because I, I, to, I, I told this to my old roommate. He's a, he's a photographer. And um, over COVID, we had a lot of time to sit and get drunk and reflect and mm-hmm. you know on on what we're trying to do because he's from um honduras shout out to to poncho and i used to say that you know berlin's a great place to you know make it as an artist or to do you know be an artist but it's also a real graveyard for artists you know what i mean because you can mm-hmm. come and if you don't do anything then yeah nothing's gonna happen for you you know what i mean this this city sees uh, crazy traffic in terms of artists Mm -hmm. in every discipline you know what i mean on a constant basis so you have to make an effort to do things to get things done Mm -hmm. and that's the real difference between you and Mm -hmm. and the other artists out here that you know what i mean i mean you you both have the same goal but a lot of people don't have the the drive or or maybe putting it like that is is being a bit harsh but i mean at the end of the day getting things done really matters you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think that's what uh, because i feel the same way too you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Uh, what am i gonna you know i come here and it's a city full of everybody trying to do music and 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 the arts and everything in between you Mm -hmm. know and i mean i feel like i've been djing so long that I'm not, uh, I can't be embarrassed at this point when I tell people I'm a DJ and, and they'd be like, oh, of course. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the, at the end of the day, I do know I'm somebody that gets things done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, they're, you know, they, they just don't. And I think that's where I find my solace yeah. that I know I'm somebody <laughs> that would just keep going. And yeah. I love it so much, I never stop counting. And the thing know? is, like, I know both sides because we all experienced intense dry periods through covid and i kind of had to get out of that first and realize okay now like 
get things done again because mm. it's all, it was so nice to relax and stuff. And at some point, I also had this thought of, I oh, I can't do as much anymore. I had to get used to it again. And so I kind of understand both sides of like, okay, you have to pick yourself up and, mm. and try every day. And and the most important thing about that is loving what you do and yeah, yeah. being able yeah. to do it more than just from nine to five but, but it's also i think a lot of what holds people back here is imposter syndrome and pride like people don't want to people are too scared to actually activate because they're scared to fail or they're scared to put on something i mean i talking because i know for myself i'll make a mix and not put it out just because mm. you don't want to put out you know mm. mediocre work mm-hmm. but um at the same time you have to really put in the effort to get good in the first place and you have to be okay with putting out mediocre work. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of what all artists, I don't know how you feel yeah. about this, but what everybody yeah. struggles with is perfectionism. Yeah. And I've had so many thoughts of, oh, this could be, you know, if you, if you write a song and you let it sit for a bit because you've got lots of other stuff to do and then you come back to it, I could always re-record it just because 100%. I'm like developing the whole time and I'm really glad about it. But at some point you just have to say, okay, no now it's getting out there because otherwise it will never happen. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, it definitely, I just saw something about that just this morning. It was a, a series of Sonic Academy, which is another great um, pool of resources for producers and engineers. Mm-hmm. And they were asking all their tutors or whoever, like advice. And one of the guys uh, came on and he was like, you have to know when to stop touching it. You know, you have to know when mm-hmm. to stop because you can always change something. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. always add something. Every single yeah. like filmmaker, director, producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, same thing I mean? in film same thing yeah. in film you the edit can always done. be different you know it's never done like honestly you like, always find something that yeah you yeah they're make. always like yeah we could have done this better we could have done it you know all yeah. all the time mm-hmm. you know and and a big part of that is saying yeah i need to i need to let this breathe for some time i need to let this go and 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 say that yeah maybe complete is not the word yeah. you know or mm-hmm. finished is not the word but this yeah. is good enough yeah, this is a good yeah. what i also had to learn is like even if I have put something out there and, you know, I look at it three years later, I have to realize that it's part of the journey. It's not like, oh, two years later, I want to do something different or my sound has developed and I could trash everything else away. No, I actually had to think of, OK, I want to keep these things um, because it, sh- it shows how I've developed yeah. and like how what my music has become through also through moving here, to be really honest. Obviously, 100%. Like yeah. if you listen into my stuff like the next things that are coming up they are more electronic and i'm proud of yeah, saying yeah. i moved to berlin you know it's just a reality 100 like. it changed yeah. your taste in a big way and the same thing happened with me and yeah you, you because i i effectively i wouldn't say a u-turn a u-turn is a bit harsh but I, i'd mm-hmm. say like when i moved to berlin i always say this when i moved to berlin um it's not that I did, wasn't into what was here. I didn't have the music, but I'd say like about 20% of what I was, of my library, let's call it that, right, was like usable in the context of Berlin, you know? And that's okay because I love that 20%, you know what I mean? And I love that 80%, that other 80% too. But in just the context of my growth at this point, you know, that 80% was just now the past, you know? And then now now it's much different. When I go back home, because I only go back home once a year now, kind of, yeah. you know, I'm struggling to play at home because then I'm like, it's the other way around. Oh, now no, I don't have no. much shit that yeah. I could play at home, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the hardest part for me was that because I started my mix series a couple of years ago and the hard the hardest thing for me is to leave those early mixes up because mm-hmm. they're so 
they're so different compared to like what I do now. You know what I mean? They're so, I mean, yeah, cringe to me. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not like, yeah, they're not bad or they're not like, but they are embarrassed in the context of who I am now. But I suppose mm-hmm. it's like anything else. You know yeah. what I mean? When you look at what you did when you were yeah. a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, when Facebook memories hits you like a status. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have videos yeah, on YouTube. You're like, what? is this Who you know was that yeah yeah, yeah. why exactly. can i not You're find like, the password mm. <laughs> the amount yeah. of emails twitter has received from me yeah and the thing <laughs> is but somebody said it i went home and i and i brought it up and i was like uh you know because there are people at home for example who like love my early mixes like mm-hmm. like chloe Mm-hmm. Like, Chloe doesn't talk to me, but one time she randomly messaged me asking me about this mix that I did eons ago because she really liked the mix. I think she used mm-hmm. to like, like use it to go to the gym or whatever. This is my ex girlfriend, how, yeah, yeah. how we met, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't really talk. Yeah, we don't talk. And for her to reach out about this mix, it was so like out of the blue. I was like, <laughs> You're trying to talk to me now? You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, like no, I just yeah. want to mix. Yeah, literally, we had to, you know, we had to have a little, a little chat, and then she was like, no, 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 I mean, straight up, no, I just wanted to mix, kind of, you know. And I was like, all right, just making sure, you know what I mean. But, it, but I had removed that mix because it was just not me anymore. And there are people whom that like those yeah. early mixes, but somebody told me, and she's like, yeah, but it's a nice, it's a nice diary of like, yeah, yeah, who you are, you know what I mean? It's and a time capsule. Yeah. To me, that's what SoundCloud is for. I mean, in like the genre or um, probably the country that we live in, it's a lot of music is distributed through Spotify or I know a lot of people with Apple Music, but I don't know many people that use like Deezer or SoundCloud. Mm. And so what I use SoundCloud for is um, I put like my old stuff on there or stuff that's not out yet. Um, stuff that's not out yet I have on private and so I can always show it to people and if there's somebody that comes up and says I really loved your old songs like where have they gone it's mm. like you can still listen to them there they mm. are yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, little safe space so what was your old stuff more like because I only just like mm-hmm. played a little bit of the new stuff that you sent me yeah I mean I've always been like in like German pop that's kind of what mm-hmm. I would describe my music as now I probably put like the word off pop in between just because mm-hmm. it's more electronic um, but the first stuff was more mainstream, I guess. And still, you know, what I work a lot with is like my voice mm-hmm. and um, how it's changed over the years. So the old songs, they sound a lot more clean and a little bit like more childish, I would mm-hmm. say. I don't know. And so um, I took some of them down at some point um, and they're still on SoundCloud. But there are songs that are from that time that are still on my Spotify because I just really liked the song mm-hmm. and like I said, wanted it to be part of my growth. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that's you can still hear it, but you can definitely tell, okay, the stuff that's coming now is going to be a little, little tiny bit Berlin-inspired. Mm. <laughs> so do you see yourself in a different space then? Because I'd imagine that when you were doing more German pop, you were considering yourself in a, in a particular space, and now that that has changed. The cool thing I think about the German industry is, is that that kind of is combined. A lot of people that I like look up to um what's really cool about it is that no matter what kind of beat is underneath it you can always make it pop with how you write or how you sing mm-hmm. so there are just even this week some people that have released music i don't know if you heard of Tretman or something and it's going almost into like this reggaeton vibe which is mm-hmm. really modern but it's still pop and for me it doesn't matter if i have a trap beat underneath or hip-hop or if it's straight on pop with how I write and how I sing is more how I would define 
my music mm-hmm. and so that's what a lot of people in the industry do and um, but do yeah. you think that your fans because I also know like if I think about some artists that kind of change direction a little bit I don't know like Soka for example when they started to bring in like a little bit of EDM in Soka yeah. I was like I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I wasn't loving it yeah I think there's but. always there's always the people that love what you used to do because that's how they know you yeah I've got a lot of people from home that are like are you okay <laughs> <laughs> has Berlin inspired you too yeah. much yeah. Like, no I'm fine I I still do music for the same reasons I still have the same passion behind it um it's just how my life is adapting and how music is evolving in general and I just love to like um find my own way within that and so I think the new things or developing things can just find other people as well and there are lots of artists that start in a very specific niche and once they have people that listen to them and a bigger crowd they go more mainstream or they go into a different direction to you know be able to find other genres as well Mm. i mean i don't know if you just heard the new skrillex album but there's like an arabic song on there and he just pushed and took the whole arabic market and made it his own but i feel like mm. he as an artist i mean like coming from the edm dubstep (laughs) cringy era (laughs) of my life that i did come from Mm -hmm. um is that is are those the old mixes that you had nah oh no those mixes are deleted (laughs) right (laughs) those mixes i didn't (laughs) those mixes are gone you know (laughs) um but he was i have to say he was an artist that um I always like this Skrillex story because he was actually discovered by Dead Mouse, and Dead Mouse was a big part of my electronic life growing up. I don't even know Dead Mouse, but Dead Mouse is actually the one that put Skrillex on, which a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of watching. Yeah, Dead Mouse was always like uh, my, the electronic music in my life, and then Skrillex coming up with what he came with in 2010 or nine or whatever. That was the the punch in my face that really <laughs> turned my head to what to like EDM and mm-hmm. what that was at the time. And then it's just history from there. But he has always been someone to embrace all like evolution, like mm-hmm. artistic evolution, because he was like a, a goth band or he was a goth singer. You know what I mean? Like he was, yeah, the, the singer in, in a, in a, I mean, I couldn't tell you about this band too much, but I mean, he was the lead singer in this band, you know, and then he started producing dubstep and then he also started producing a lot more pop stuff, yeah. you know? So that doesn't surprise, I haven't listened to his, mm-hmm. his new stuff, I haven't listened to Skrillex in forever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's always interesting to see the artists that, that evolve and aren't afraid to change, mm-hmm. you know, aren't afraid to grow. Mm-hmm. And because, I mean, it's one thing, to to grow and to change your sound but i think that he was always someone that was able to do it in a way that kept it in the same like there was a string running through all those things yeah it still feels authentic yeah, yeah. Feel like mm-hmm. he's trying to be something mm-hmm. that he isn't yeah. yeah and his and i think that his fans also like really appreciated it it every step of the way because there are artists that I feel like lose the I mean you know everyone's like yeah we like the old Drake which we do mm-hmm. you know what I mean but then I mean but then Drake really came with a, the album he came with a couple years ago with with passion fruit on it you know that was a fantastic album you know what I mean and that wasn't necessarily like the quote-unquote old Drake you know what I yeah. mean so it's always interesting to see when artists evolve and how they 
how they change mm-hmm. and how they're still able to retain the part of them that like has everyone that, yeah. that you know that people appreciate in first place. And that's why I'd say it. I, I don't want to like confine myself to one genre or say you know this mm. is what I do and it's all I do because how would I not know if I tried something else that would be the fantastic one you mm. know or that could be something that's really special or unique and and or I don't know just more myself and mm. and music is a possibility of finding that and evolving every day and it's it's really a blessing that there's so much different stuff out there that you can kind of get inspired by as well and to see I don't know even like three months ago if somebody had told me that my producer put my <laughs> put my uh, lyrics over a reggaeton beat I would be like no 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 that doesn't no yeah, please yeah, don't yeah. and now I'm like oh maybe so who knows what's gonna happen in a few months yeah because I mean it's only natural right because as people we're supposed to constantly grow you know what I mean mm-hmm. We should be on a on a, a path of constant uh, learning and 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 introspection and and moving forward from that. I think everyone would like to think of that as the ideal, you know, that we constantly grow. So it only makes sense that like the music, if you're an artist and you're expressing yourself, you know, because that's at the end of the day what it is. It's an expression. It only makes sense that that changes as you change. Yeah. You know what I mean? In some cases, of course, like. Of course, there are a lot of DJs here, like in Berlin, you know, and they've been cranking it out since the 90s, you know, just playing a certain kind of techno. And then to this day, they're still running, you know, those same records and they're doing their thing. And I mean, yeah, cool. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think that it's only natural. I don't think you can fault somebody because I think people do try to do that. I think people try to say, yeah, you changed. I liked with Mm -hmm. your old stuff and I like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know. I feel like that's not... That's not fair, you know what I mean? Because, you know... Yeah, I mean, there's one um, female artist in my genre. Her name's Nina Chuba. And her description in Spotify is, fuck genres, get money. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of think, like, okay, I mean, it's obviously a bit blunt, but, um, yeah, just to top it off, who cares? Be yourself. And and if you change throughout time, um, as long as, you know, your heart's at the same spot... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. That's that's what's most important to me because I want to help people with my music and I and just inspire others. And so if that means that type of music one day and next day I feel like maybe I should be doing this. I should be able to do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. 100%. But in that vein, do you say cuz if you moved to Berlin, you said uh, nearly 3 years now, mm-hmm. right? Um as a German, you know, do you see Berlin as the final state? I mean, this could be, you know, it's kind of the early days to say this, yeah, but I mean, I do you it. see Berlin as like, you know? Yeah. So basically when I, when I graduated, all I wanted to do from like my teenage years on was leave Germany. I always said, mm. I don't agree with this side of myself. I want to, you know, go to England or Australia was my big You agree with England? You have a things to say about England, you know. Yeah, you know, and then Brexit <laughs> happened. Brexit happened, so I couldn't study there. Uh. So I, <laughs> I went abroad um, just for half a year. And just being mm. in a different culture, I've, I went to like America mm. and the Philippines and stuff. And I loved it. But I noticed there's a reason why I grew up where I grew up and I feel connected to it. And what I love about Germany is the depth and also like the critical side of people here and how it takes a while to get somebody to trust you or, you know, to Mm -hmm. really dive deep. But if you have a German person as a friend, people say, 
you have them forever. And so I write songs that I at least want to say have a deeper meaning to it and that are a bit more intense topic wise. And it really fits where I am right now. But who knows? I mean, I've been, I don't know, really interested in Scandinavian culture. Really? So who knows? I Scandinavian. Might, well, I what might. about that? Like, what is that? I think it's like a mixture of things because I grew up like in a village, small town, and I always wanted to be back in the big city because I was born in London. I thought, okay, capital city it has to be. So if it's not London, I'm going to go to Berlin. And then being here, I really love it. I absolutely, I feel very at ease with myself and my character in the city. But I'm noticing I kind of miss nature and mm. the calm and melancholic side of myself. So maybe, you know, Swedish woods would be something for me Why today. Swedish woods? Because it's a thing on, I don't know, it's a thing on YouTube, all these okay. people like going and It's also a whole buying. different culture. <laughs> yeah. Swedish woods, yeah. she said. That's yeah. pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've actually, I know a few people that... Um, went to Stockholm to study there yeah. and also what they you know the country itself and how it deals with the music industry there are so many great artists that come from that country and the work ethic I've heard is really intense as well and I kind of who knows it's an ideal in my mind I yeah. might go on holiday there someday and see if it actually suits me but I never tend to stay in one place for very long okay. so I always think about the next step mm. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows 100%. Scandinavia in general is a whole different culture than Berlin yeah. I went to um, Finland last year Helsinki mm -hmm. and um, I heard this like kind of saying or joke if a Finnish person speaks to you how you can determine whether they're introverted or extroverted is by checking where they're looking so if mm. an introverted Finn speaks to you they look at their own feet and if an extroverted Finn speaks to you they look at your feet okay <laughs> and so it's like it's even more this kind of the sense that I like about Germany at the moment of the enclosedness or the melancholic side I feel like the further north you go the more I could the get that. You go into that yeah. Who knows? Um, I, like I said, I haven't been a lot, so it's just an assumption. But I would mm. like to get to know that culture. And how do you think your music would like that? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about um, about Scandinavian culture, to be honest. I think if I did end up moving somewhere like that, I, don't, I like I said, I haven't decided and haven't dug too deep into it, but. I could see myself, you know, focusing on my English music more as well. Mm. So as long as I'm, you know, focusing on my, on my German project, I'm probably going to be in Berlin. So then talking about your German product, project and, and writing in, in German. So what do you tend to write about? Because, I mean, I could listen to music, but at least right now I wouldn't be able to understand too much. <laughs> so. yeah. um, I think, like I said, I want to dig deep and for a long time that meant writing very sad songs because it's just intense topics like, I don't know, um, psychological issues or toxic relationships. Um, I've gotten into a lot of like climate issue stuff as well and um, like how it is f to walk home at night in Berlin as a female, for example. <laughs> um, 
And that's <laughs> in Yeah. 
Yeah, and I feel like my mind <laughs> never really shuts off. <laughs> it's always a constant battle inside there, and music is just my way of and how do you cleaning think, up a bit. How do you think Berlin has, um, like the community that you, you're with, how do you think that like they've responded or, or, or the community has responded or the music scene has responded to your music? Well, I think um, there's a lot that has happened and I've had a lot of really, really encouraging feedback. And it's, like I said, even just noticing how I've been able to build a team here and mm. people that believe in the whole project and, and see it as their own even that's a huge blessing i think that's amazing and at the other end it's just a constant moving forward i mean you always have to evolve also in terms of social media and being able to be recognized there i mean you know this cycle of yeah if you don't have the streams or the clicks on tiktok people you know labels won't even come up to you and say mm -hmm. would you be able to like work with us so it is Is that still is, ongoing? Is TikTok, do you use TikTok? I do. I really <laughs> uh, fought with it for a long time, mm. but I found my way of being creative there as well and um, seeing it as that. Um, and so I tried to use that platform to, you know, again, bring across my opinions and yeah. topics that well, I imagine I it would be a cool platform for musicians just to. Yeah, to I mean, the whole platform is. is based on music and mm. dancing so i mean it's i'm not a big yeah, dancer that's a good point <laughs> yeah. that's a good point i never thought of it like that yeah no yeah. it is and and um obviously there's a lot of criticism about oh people only have eight seconds nowadays to catch somebody's interest because through social media we've all just become so scroll 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 so nothing's interesting anymore if it's more than eight seconds long but um yeah i kind of use it i try to yeah. use it to my advantage and still stick to who i am and like the creativeness of writing music i guess yeah because yeah. i feel like you could definitely get lost in the metaverse yeah. you know what i mean and <laughs> yeah sort of yeah what is it really about you know is it yeah. about like is it about that um what do you call it again shock factor you know what mm. i mean are you just trying to get people's attention mm -hmm. and get them to mm -hmm. or are you actually trying to build your brand i don't know i feel i feel very yeah. disenchanted right yeah now. and i've gotten into lots of different I'm, i i can't say for myself I, that i am not addicted i just have to be very bluntly honest <laughs> everybody is in some sort um and so it's always again that is a battle but i've been able to learn a lot since being in berlin as well and realizing what i want to use it for and um what I can use it in a positive way mm, for. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm learning and getting there every day. But And would you say, like, do you do a lot of live shows while you're here as well? Or is it more that you're growing your online audience? Um, at both. I think my biggest chance could be online. Mm -hmm. But um, I did a lot of live last year. And it is just a very great and a sustainable nice. way to do that and what i want to get into more is like club shows and stuff as well because my music has gotten mm. more electronic so i'm really looking forward to that and obviously what's amazing is like any kind of festivals yeah so okay. we'll see yeah i'm seeing a big rise in that i mean 
that might be a bit much to say a big rise but i'm noticing more acts that have now a live component in terms of a vocalist on a mic during mm. a dj set mm -hmm. you know what i mean i feel like this was not something that was yeah that i saw too much you know what i mean maybe i mean because it sounds from a few like clips that i just heard mm -hmm. um it sounds like you're you are singing and there's like there's yeah it's a it's a there are a lot of lyrics you know what mm -hmm. i mean yeah and i feel like in club music there are a few acts now where yeah it might not be a whole song in terms of like there's verse one chorus verse two chorus or whatever it might just be it's freestyling or it's just the the you know the repetition of a phrase or whatever but somehow this is coming back and mm -hmm. i'm seeing this mm -hmm. in a lot of circles and not just one i'm seeing it i mean of course like in techno what's big now this kind of like trash pop techno thing mm -hmm. you know what mm -hmm. i mean i'm seeing like um a lot of a lot of that there and i mean it's not exactly my thing but i feel like it could also be applied to to any one of those club yeah. you know driven. yeah what like my producer and i could really see us doing is having a dj set because he's into mm. that as well and just casually adding my music into it so it being a whole set and not just you know i'm giving a concert i'm playing 10 songs but having it as a like a flowing yeah. cycle of okay this is you know this is where we've got something spontaneous happening this is where i've got lyrics from my songs coming in this is where you know he's just doing something by himself and kind of getting that sense of using this type of music mm. and combining the pop side with you know the electronic side yeah i think it's cool i've seen it a lot as well recently and i didn't even know that was a thing before like yeah, yeah. i went to the last um sea festival where i did a thing at at what club was it oh ctm festival. ctm yeah. yeah and um they had like three different live performances mm -hmm. and a mixture between live performances where it was mainly a dj set and then somebody will jump on and sing yeah. a little i mean that's there, richard and tiki man yeah, yeah richard know? and tiki man but also they had another the girls the actresses from this movie neptune frost anyways mm -hmm. real good movie and um the actresses are also one of the actresses are djs and one is a singer mm -hmm. and they did an entire set where she sang for the entire set And it was bomb. Like everybody, that room was packed just because it's a whole different vibe and, you know, yeah. you connect to the audience in a whole different way. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's a cool mixture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's a good format because if you take like, for example, if you were to do like a, a performance, like say you to do a set and you are, I don't know, singer-songwriter or whatever, to do a set, you'd start the song and then you finish the song. And then in between, well, I don't know, people clap or whatever, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then it's this, this sort of separation. But I think when you do it as like a DJ set, people are like dancing the whole time. Like there's no, there's no downtime, which is, I think, you know, the momentum of the, mm -hmm. the, the, the crowd and the, the momentum of the, the energy of the set is, is nice because then also, because I feel like in live performances, I've never been, I mean, when I was much, much younger, but live performances can really have a peak But it's really, um, how to put it? I mean, like when you have the crowd hype and everybody's dancing, that's really like a, that's a big moment and you really ride that wave. Hmm. But as compared to DJ set where I think the energy level is just generally much higher. And like when there's high energy moments that I think just last 
much longer you know what i mean like if in live and like everybody knows the lyrics and everybody's singing the chorus and of course like you know especially in mm. pop where it's kind of designed to have like this definite peak you know what i mean yeah so i feel like it, it's a cool format and yeah I mean, I'm, I'm 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 keeping a watchful eye on it i don't because i don't see that um like i don't see mm-hmm. myself in that you know mm-hmm. i mean for me it's um when you're talking about you know the energy um for me it's a lot about spirituality as well i have like a background of gospel music and stuff mm-hmm. as well and so um, music has always been a way of intensifying that feeling for me and digging mm-hmm. deeper into your spirituality and and you know whatever you um see in that but um that's also what i realized when i went clubbing the first time it has the same energy of 100%. digging into yeah, like yeah. this atmosphere but you're in a trance yeah yeah that's exactly what, what and, and so i i know that from different aspects and i can totally see myself adding that to my own music because i i want to what, bring people to that place well <laughs> this sense of of getting into a trance yeah, yeah. and having it as a big hole and and you know getting people mm. to think about life and and feel the moment and getting into that chance yeah mm. yeah so yeah and then what's nice too is that i think nowadays and in, in like in terms of a concert or in terms of a yeah if you're doing a live performance nowadays it's just phones in the air the whole time you know what i mean yeah. it's yeah. just like everybody's just everybody's just re- like recording it for i'm so confused like i i mean I get it. You're at. You're seeing whoever you see. But take your five second recording and then take your five second recording and put on your phone. It pisses me off so badly. It pissed me off at carnival, especially because carnival is where you went to, right? And it's like I went there and I was doing photography, so I was on the stage, and it was so hard to get a picture that doesn't have somebody trying to take a picture picture of themselves. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. And like you're crossing the stage, and everybody's on their phone the entire it's time it's so like, ridiculous yeah. it, do your five seconds and put it down that's actually what my next song coming out is about nice. because I mean yeah. I it, it has different <laughs> great <laughs> it has different um, aspects to it but it's called flashbacks and so it's about how people you know I have certain places in Berlin where I already have flashbacks with people that are not in my life mm. anymore. But on another level, what we did in the music video is criticizing the fact that all our flashbacks we have nowadays are on our phone and are not like technical devices. And we don't enjoy the moment anymore. We don't yeah. think of the moment. We scroll through our Snapchat yearly, you know, review and see, oh, this is what I did three years ago. That's so cool. You don't really have it in your mind anymore. And that's kind of what we wanted to criticize as well yeah. with with this videos everything's on screen you yeah. realize that you live in the moment and you are going to miss it if you're on your phone yeah, too much and everybody's trying to and then so you go to these concerts and it's just phones in the air the whole time everybody's just trying to record just well, prove that they were at whatever the concert. whatever it is they're doing because yeah. they're not they couldn't be enjoying it fully yeah. you know what i mean and then i think that if you're in like especially in berlin that's so strict about that yeah you know what i mean that's so anti-phone which is great which is one of the mm-hmm. things i love the most mm-hmm. about here mm-hmm. you know so if you were to perform like exactly what you're saying, like the, the getting the crowd entranced and like really having the energy, like a close-knit energy with everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were to do a live performance in, I don't know, somewhere, I don't know, Mercedes-Benz Arena, you know, fingers crossed, you know, <laughs> like everybody's, everybody's like phone is in the air, you know, but in this club, like nobody, everybody's phone's covered, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then it's like you're forced in a way 
you know, to, to be there, to be in that moment, to dance. And then so that when you can, you can then add lyrics and when you could perform, it's really like nice because it's really energy. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And it is an issue that's worse in different genres. I mean, um, oh obviously, you know, the, the, <laughs> 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 yeah. I really enjoy that. It doesn't happen in clubs here. Yeah. Um, it is pretty bad in certain pop genres, but um, what I actually thought was, because you were talking about Mercedes-Benz Arena. I don't know how deep you guys are into like indie music or indie folk music. That's my English side. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I love Mumford indie and music. Sons. Mumford and Sons, Bon Iver, Bon Iver. Yeah, 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 yeah. you say it. Bon Iver. <laughs> I went, <laughs> my, dad <and> I, <laughs> my dad and I went to his concert in mm. Mercedes-Benz Arena just a few months ago and up to... Getting there, we didn't know how to pronounce his name, or the <laughs> band's name. And what I thought was really cool at that concert was, again, this kind of energy, this trance feeling. They, it was such incredible high-quality music, and people were just enjoying it. There were some people that it was, it was a little too much for, you know. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. too mm-hmm. creative or too much specific music. And they left. <laughs> oh, gosh. But I was just like... Sitting there the whole time, it was, I'm not going to film any of this. This is so amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I feel like that. And you're right. It is like more prevalent in certain genres as composed mm. as opposed to, to others. But it's it's just, yeah. I think it's it's one of the it's one of the things I'm really beginning to resent the most. You know about our entire society and about society in general. Because you know, even in electronic yeah. music, it's the same thing. I mean, of course, it depends. You know what I mean? But I mean, like, if you look at these, yeah, the big mainstream sort of rave type things. You know what I mean? People are not even like dancing anymore. They're just filming this big, this famous mm. DJ, and it's like. I don't know. This song doesn't have a chorus B. Like, what are you filming? Yeah. Like, how long are you going to film? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You're trying to. What are you, you doing know? with all this footage? What are you doing with all this footage? Yeah. What do you, yeah. you know? Well, the worst part, filming like each other is like, okay, I yeah. understand if you are in awe of who's making this music or, you know, whatever. But just going to a club and then think, I'm going to film my friend dancing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because then it's really the friend who wants it because they want to go post it after yeah. they're dancing. Oh, look at this candid thing, moment you know? me. Look at this candid moment to me. Yeah, we're so fun. We're so yeah. cool, you know. And, you know, as well, same thing again. I, I have been at that stage. So I can, you know. But yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, I mean, like, there made. are moments. There are moments that are fun and you want to capture them and that's okay. You know, but it's, it's like, but it's it, what direction is it going? You know what I mean? It's like, are you having a fun moment and then somebody has the idea of, oh, let me take this picture versus a lot of the time, it's more about the actual picture than the actual moment. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. The exactly. Yeah. And then it's more, and then it's, it becomes performative because now yeah. we have to have fun because the cameras are out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, like you'll see, you'll see it even in Carnival. I saw it so often where it was like, somebody would be talking and then they'll start filming and then. You know, you while you start, while I start filming you, now you start to dance and have yeah, fun. And I'm like, and then as soon as the camera comes down, you're standing up straight. You're again. back to, yeah, exactly. It was, oh my God, it was the worst. I went to um, this club here. I'm not going to call names, but it was a, yeah, not, not a big deal club or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just going to see one person, one uh, uh, sister of a friend in Trinidad and they're German or whatever, but I was going to support. I didn't know her. So I was kind of like, it was strange for me to be at this club. And I watched this couple. Well, the guy was in charge of, uh, he was the cameraman, mm-hmm. you know, 
and she was the star, I suppose, right? But they took like 10 takes of her quote-unquote having fun or dancing in this oh. club like when i talk about like a real shoot you know like yeah. like yeah. like they take one and she you know i don't know if he said ready said go whatever you know what i mean <laughs> but then she like i don't know dances for two seconds not looking at the camera like whatever and then like goes back looks at it and then goes back and then and they adjust again. it they adjust the angle or she just fixes her hair i mean she fixes her hair the whole time you know what i mean and then go back and i'm like what is this you know what i mean like it's not even and the strangest part is i mean i hate all of it but there's no like big famous dj the like there's not like the crowd was crazy it's just content or whatever it's just but you just want to be there dancing to techno in berlin and then it's like you, you know what i mean mm. and then i was just like this is so I don't know, dystopian mm. to me right now. Yeah, and I struggle with it a lot myself because I, you know, obviously being dependent on social media mm-hmm. because of w- what I want to achieve or the genre I'm in as well. Um, it's often this battle of like, okay, I I don't want to get in that space where I think, okay, what could I post today and, and go yeah, and do something? Yeah. It's like, I want to show people my real life and exactly what I'm doing and not doing it for social media. Um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it's finding a balance and I find myself doing the same thing too. And I think that a lot of, yeah, I got the comment from people at home and being like, yeah, find your quiet on Instagram, you know what I mean? Because I don't, I mean, I don't have a bunch of followers, but I don't have a little bit of followers, mm. you know what I mean? And I was always very active there and I, but I think that that I just found myself because I don't it was it was truly something that I I, I didn't notice mm-hmm. you know what I mean until somebody said yeah I find you're quiet on social media is everything okay kind of thing and I was just like there's nothing happening in your life just, That's what <laughs> I was like I mean I don't know I feel like I don't know like it shouldn't be a you know what I mean I, like, yeah. but I also feel like you go through waves of like I go through waves of how often I use social media there'll be yeah. times where I'm posting every day because my life is very exciting right now and I'm you know I'm on vacation or something like that yeah. but then there's waves where I'm literally just there's nothing for me that I feel like yeah. I want to but I feel like before emails. I was so like definitely more yeah, I think I was less in the moment almost yeah. before mm. or definitely trying to like subconsciously because yeah. I was never like a big like influ- I was never influenced anything to show but up. But you were a cool guy. You, know you were like mean? you were a I mean I was around, yeah, yeah. I think I was I was out and about, yeah. but I don't think that was necessarily dependent on my social media. So it was always a byproduct of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I feel like I just came to Berlin and I think the mindset of well, one, from a privacy perspective, I think I always liked that too, mm. you know? And then the idea of, yeah, just enjoy yourself and and the, the two kind of go hand in hand. And I think I like that. And it's funny because when I was um, playing mass, Adrian was there. Adrian is our friend from Trinidad. We don't have many Trinidadian friends here. Um, and Adrian is, I think, one of four of mm. us, you know? And he's somebody that I think... I mean, he's quite good. I think he has quite an eye and he enjoys doing it. And mm-hmm. I think like his reels and his pictures are always quite good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I can't, it's not like, it's not shit. Like I quite enjoyed it. But I saw him taking videos and it's so funny because I shouted. I was like, yo, send me these videos. I'm not taking anything. You know, I feel yeah. like I'm too brilliant. I do that all you know the time. Yeah. And I'm having like, I'm having such a good time. And then I was yeah. like, but I really do want to share this. You know what I mean? But I'm just, I'm just, I just don't have the content, you know, to share anymore. <laughs> so I literally, when I did my 
one carnival post you know what i mean yeah. it was all shit that i had to get from everybody else because <laughs> i just didn't you know i didn't take anything on my own you know what i mean yeah. so it was i found that kind of funny because trinidad and exactly what you said because it's different in different circles because in the caribbean we're still very much we're, we we definitely follow the the states in terms of trends and you know well that's where it's all coming from mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i feel like the DJs and the mic men are saying, telling people, get your phones out. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're telling literally. people, take out your phone and tape this. They don't want them. You know what I mean? And it's like mm-hmm. they're shouting for this culture. And it was mm-hmm. so crazy because But I, it's all, it's changed. It's actually had so much of an impact on our culture that it's changed carnival. Yeah. Like carnival used mm-hmm. to be before social media and before the phones and stuff. It was a lot cheaper. People didn't spend as much money on their hair. People didn't get their makeup professionally yeah. done. It was just like... It was a lot more simple and it was really about the, the enjoyment of celebrating carnival. And nowadays, which no shade to all the like, carnival influencers and carnivalistas and stuff, but because of that, it's become you know way more expensive. The costumes are way more elaborate. It's like yeah, double yeah. the price of what you used to pay. People are waking up at 2 a.m. to get their hair done and their mm-hmm. makeup done yeah, yeah. for a, just to spend a day at a street party, essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? To get the yeah. shots. To make yeah, and to, to get these shots and from these photographers when yeah. they're not even having that much fun or they're not even acting like that the rest of the time, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wait for the photographer to come because they don't want to sweat and ruin their makeup. So when the photographer <coughs> now comes along, that's when they're dancing and having fun, yeah. you know? And it's kind of like and all these businesses also, like people, you, you pay to get your shoes gemmed. You pay to get, there's like glam lounges now where in hotel lounges downstairs, they have makeup artists and hair, hairdressers and body, um, what do you call it, spray tanners. And you can just come in and they cycle mm-hmm. masqueraders, basically. And mm-hmm. it's like this whole industry has evolved because of social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just mass yeah. superficial yeah. It's, behavior. It's just, yeah, it's funny because, I mean, um, I also have a song that's called Nonstop Online. And it's exactly what I want to say in, in these things as well. As I understand mm-hmm. the whole aspect and around it. And I especially understand how I'm dependent on it. But it's also like... It's funny to think in my head that I just want to get out of it, but then I want to film, get out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was just <laughs> <laughs> like, how can, how can I make this into content? Take a ship far away. And as I always say to myself, if I didn't do music, I would not be on social media. I don't know if, I, you I know. I, I, I like Luna, social media. Yeah. Like I, I, as much as we can bash it and shit talk it and stuff, when we use it. as a There's cool, a way like, to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and feel like there's yeah. a way Don't to get do obsessed it. with it and you don't make it kind of dictate your life and how you act and stuff. But in terms of like keeping in touch with people yeah. and seeing yeah. Marco and other people's yeah, yeah. business essentially. I like, like, I like social I'd like media. I can't too, see you know? I hate it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do like it for, for yeah. certain mm-hmm. things, but there's a way to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like anything else, there's a way to do it. I hate I had to learn that. I mean, I, I can I can remember myself as a kid with my first iPod, like sitting on the edge of my like bed until so late at night. And which I don't is, know, my which parents, is also- <laughs> like, yeah, it's like getting so addicted to it as a kid and having to learn how to deal with it properly is something that I just want to bring more awareness to yeah. and say, okay, this is a. I can't deny it. It's a great platform. I, it gives me so much freedom as an artist to be able to do what I want and True. have a big mm. audience or tr- try and achieve yeah. to have a big audience. Um, but I had to learn how to deal with it in the proper way and not to harm myself. Mm. And so it's it's definitely something that um, yeah, I talk about. And it's also different because um, all interesting always to see that 
I don't want to say your generation because we're not that far apart, but your generation, which is also like my younger sisters, Gen Z, Z, yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. really grew up with the internet and social media and stuff. And I always forget that when I speak to like my sister and stuff. But it's it's a whole different ballgame. Whereas we grew up, like I got my first smartphone when I was in 11th grade or something you know what I mean like I was a full yeah. 17 years old my dad didn't even yeah. want yeah. me to play snake on his phone because yeah. he didn't want me to like mess something up you know what yeah. I mean <laughs> on his like dumb Nokia whatever yeah. you know yeah. it was like a treat to be able to play snake yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. this important rock you know <laughs> could do other things and, and it was very expensive yeah it was very very expensive yeah but it is like you don't I don't know, I feel like the Gen Z generation growing up with social media have even more of a... Well, not I feel, that's what it is. You'll have an even more intense relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. to it. Because they were in it from the jump. Because you're in it from the jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, the millennials is the last generation to have like one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. We, we were around before the internet and yeah. then we were... Yeah, we, we learned social media when we were 17. When they came up, when these platforms were invented, exactly. that's we were the first ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. But also yeah. internet itself. Like, I mean, yeah. we, we grew up a dial-up and then Wi-Fi, we then learned, you know what I mean? Mm. So it was a thing. So, I mean, by the time Gen Z came along, they were in the source. They had everything. Yeah. They had Wi-Fi and smartphones yeah. and social media. And, you know what I mean? And so Like I think, when you just said, because you just said something about when you were a kid and you were on your iPod. Exactly. Like that. The, when I think about it, like even my first, you know, childish boyfriend romance... Uh, I still connect with texting all the time yeah. uh, or emailing yeah, yeah, yeah. even and, and can't imagine how it how it would be without it. It's so weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like my first boyfriend I spoke to on the home phone and had to like yeah. sneak in a to corner. on the home and- phone. <laughs> And hope somebody doesn't pick up the phone, you know. Oh, my, worst, parents, yeah, yeah. my worst experience was I had this iPod and I was highly, highly addicted to it. And then one time we were in England visiting friends and um, I, I think I was in a, some kind of teenage relationship at the time and I forgot my password. Well, I don't know how, but I, I switched it and forgot what the new one was. And I tried so many times to get it. It got locked for years. But it suddenly so said bad. it's going to be locked for the next 3046 <laughs> <Yeah>. days. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a world Shit. broke down for how am I going to be able that's to text insane. my boyfriend? <laughs> I didn't even know it does that. No, I've never seen it before, but it, no, I don't know. That's so crazy. IPods. I mean, forget. Yeah, because nowadays there's a thing with privacy. You know, you can't reach out to Apple or anybody and be like, yeah, yeah I locked myself out. They're like, yeah, sorry, Tough but you need, to, you need to know this password, period. Even if now, even if you have a relative that passes away, you can't access their stuff. You know, they're like, yeah, look, this isn't a thing mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. You know, this is fully just their stuff. Which you know? is a, not a bad thing. I know, but I'm just saying it's yeah. so, it's so it hard with these things they're because they're so integrated into your life. You know yeah. what I mean? I couldn't, yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine. Getting locked out of your phone nowadays. Getting locked out of my phone. It was so, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I played like um, my first university concert was online <laughs> just think about that and and to realize yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. what it does to the whole not just my industry but in general um what it can do in our life positively and negatively but it's so weird to think about how things have changed because it's so quickly. yeah because it's access and it's of course it's freedom you know what i mean you could do what you want and put it out there and have an audience but then at the same time now it's this big you know um, attention economy that we have to fight, mm. you know what I mean? Being the one that everyone looks at. And I hate the fact that I go on like um, like any explore feed that I have 
and it's just a ton of half naked hmm. women. You know what I mean? Because that's, because I mean, in, in a lot of ways, that's like, like listen. I have fully. I have, have no, mine, no. Mine's all about food. Listen to me. Women. Listen to me. I did it. I ran this experiment. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was Actually, like, I I'm think gonna. Mine's might be a bunch of naked women as well. I'm like, I'm gonna change my explore feed, right? Because 100, percent it used to be like, yeah, 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 it's what you click on, blah blah. And mm-hmm. I get this all the time. Don't worry, I'm accustomed <laughs> to it. Don't even try that, right? I ran this experiment already, right? But I was like, I'm gonna change my explore feed, right? Um, and I deliberately did not click on anything but um, record. They have a lot of channels that share like records, right? Mm-hmm. And I just tapped on music and records, like constantly and it took like three days and then like remarkably my feed my my explore feed was then mostly um like records and stuff and then of course because they know your demographic you know what i mean they have your data they know Mm. like what you like even if you don't tap on it anymore they know what you like right so it would be majority records and then there'd be some food because i do follow a lot of food stuff you know what i mean and then of course there will be some Hot woman, right? I mean, yeah, they're they're women Mm -hmm. in bikinis or, or, you know what I mean? And this TikTok, like this, these TikTok trends where you have to pretend like we're talking about something else, but you're in your bra and panty jumping up and down. I've never, ever gotten a video like that. Well, yeah, well, try being a man. But the point (laughs) is, the point is, if you click, so I had this explore feed and it was solid. Mm -hmm. And then something i'm like you click on something something came up and i wanted to check on this (laughs) video but real talk you click on it once make that mistake and that's it refresh and you lose everything right you lose everything and then we're back to yeah yeah jumping up and down in my you know with a t-shirt on with no bra and you're talking about your recipe for breakfast you know what i mean but yeah it is i mean it's a mixture of what you click but also just the everything else that they know about you yeah yeah exactly but i just hate that it's so like yeah you know because i because it only makes sense you know what i mean it only makes sense that they're collecting your data and then they're 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 using it to find out what you like whatever but it's just that yeah, I hate how it's, you can't, like, you can't change this. Like, I can't say I don't want to see anymore. Yeah. I mean, I can go to all these posts you and can't click, click that I don't want to see this, I don't want to see this, I don't want to see but, this. But if, but there are going to be intersections hmm. with things that I do want to see. It'll still see. find you. You know what I mean? It'll still yeah, find I you. Yeah, I mean, the best you example, know? I mean, my boyfriend's going to hate me for this, but I got him hooked on ASMR. <laughs> I was literally about to say <laughs> that my Explore page one time, I think I looked at, like, I don't know, I went into ASMR wormhole for some reason. Mm-hmm. Just one video captured me and then mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, yeah. this is disgusting, but for some reason I can't <laughs> stop watching it. <laughs> and then since then, my explore page was just ASMR for weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks. But and it's weeks. still, it's the difference because I I've, I mean, I just like to fall asleep to noises in the background. It can be rain sounds, yeah. but I also... Oh, I wasn't talking get... about ASMR. I was talking about mukban. Ah, oh, okay, what? that's different. <laughs> that is a disgusting. It is. So ASMR... Mukban, mukban just side, side note quick. Mukban is um basically people eating mostly women but like they'll have just this massive plate of food and it'll and like hold it into the mic and be like i thought i was here somewhere it's but but it's but it's just based on food yeah and it's kind of gross because they really they eat it in a way where it's gross like they slurp i hate this shit (laughs) (laughs) i hate this i never i was never but it's still for some reason doesn't sound so it sounds like yeah (laughs) You know, it sounds like kind of. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I actually enjoy that. I mean, what I usually, uh, you mean a different ASMR? Is, is, but, but, but also what 
you know, will be displayed on my algorithmic for you pages mm -hmm. is more stuff like, I don't know, uh, hair brushing or doing your makeup ASMR, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And my boyfriend gets a girl that has hardly <laughs> any shirt on, but she's yeah, doing yeah. ASMR as well. hundred <laughs> percent. You know, she's, she's just doing ASMR, but why you know don't, what I mean? Why don't, how come yeah, I don't get a bunch of naked guys on my feet? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know because you all don't really, because you know what women definitely, I think, um, more, <laughs> I think, um, in a lot of ways, because it just works just like in social settings, you know what I mean? I feel like just like women in public, I mean, this is a huge generalization. Sex sells you know better I mean? with men than with but women. But I think women don't go around the place like hitting on a bunch of guys for all the reasons that we know, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But women don't go around the place like, I don't know, catcalling a bunch of dudes unless you're in Charlotte mm -hmm. Street, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? Women are not like the primarily aggressive yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. part of the population you know what I mean so I feel like if there was a bunch of naked guys on your feed there'd be a, there'd be points where yeah. women would be like alright cute but I actually want to yeah. see these cooking yeah. videos yeah. or cute yeah. uh, there's yeah. something I'm actually yeah, yeah. where guys are just like yeah why not you know okay yeah. cool you know and the thing that calmed <laughs> me down was he got some naked guys on there as well so <laughs> 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 you're like well, oh, yeah, see, that's what I mean sex sells better with yeah, men than with women like you don't have the, the primal urge the way that men do Yeah, I know, but I just hate this because I feel like Instagram is becoming TikToky because TikToky, I've TikToky, yeah. TikTok, I felt was that sort of like super shallow. We're pretending we're dancing, but we're dancing mm. with no clothes on, basically. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're all a certain type of body and we're all dancing with very little clothes on. Yeah, it's about the music, right? Mm. You know what I mean? And then I thought, mm -hmm. okay, let's leave that in TikTok. But then Instagram just kind of became the same thing. And then mm. we're talking about literally anything i'm going to show you my plants but i'm mm. definitely going to show you this plants where the camera is angled a certain With way my boobs you know yeah. and i'm definitely yeah. at certain body and that's you know why I, mean? i also say i don't want to quit these platforms because i want to contradict that i want to actually bring content that's valuable in some kind i mean not to say that certain things aren't valuable but i also just want to bring more focus onto other topics as well and to break stereotypes and just to use my platform to reach out to people that have that same opinion yeah because you know what you can filter on so many different things you know what i mean mm. you can a hundred percent filter because this like these algorithms are so intelligent you know what i mean and if you want to see like i don't know if you're shopping you can filter down to anything the color of the shoe literally the, the item you can probably use the yeah. filters themselves to find the exact yeah. item why don't we have these filter i mean we know the answer it's because then they wouldn't be able to push things in our face and influence mm -hmm. us right but i mean like it would be so good it would it would reduce social media back to like what we actually like about it mm -hmm. yeah. if these platforms then allowed us to completely filter through the rubbish you know what i mean yeah. in like a real way because they're definitely doing it. They're definitely filtering our data. You know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like, because I was thinking, well, what can we do to counteract this? You know what I mean? Just what give us the good? control of this data. Be like, because you can't say, yeah, I don't like to see this, but you have to click like four buttons to get to the, I don't want to see this thing. Mm. You know? And then, mm. then they just give you a thumbs up like, no, Ted. Ooh. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we don't know what they're actually doing yeah. with that. Because yeah. I also, I kind of like, when I started getting into like the, I don't do it myself, but obviously I have to think about marketing as well. And, and at first I felt kind of bad when I thought about, okay, I'm going to use people's data to market my music to them. But then I realized, no, but 
you know, I actually think that this is content the right that they would value. Yeah, yeah, because most people, yeah. you know, if you give them music that they like, they're like, hmm, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, I feel like people mm-hmm. aren't mad about music getting <laughs> pushed in their face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Spotify, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we could criticize Spotify as well, but I like the Discover Weekly part of Spotify. But that was their thing. Yeah. Uh, like, they do it so yeah. well, and that's what Spotify, I mean, yeah, we can go into Spotify and what they do for artists and what they don't do for artists. But the thing that makes Spotify so good is that they really do have a fantastic algorithm that shows mm-hmm. you music that you would like based on what you've liked already you know and that's something that apple music is just they just don't have i mean they have something similar but, but it's it just not as it good it's not on point the way yeah. Spotify it's just not on and again point. you know positive and negative side obviously it's harsh for me to, as a you know independent artist to have to fight for that yeah. spot in a playlist or to be able to get into release radar algorithmic playlists is such a hassle but also a blessing if you know it can be possible to push my music to people that would actually enjoy it and using the algorithm for that i'm i'm always you know i'm torn in my head i saw (laughs) that they just released a feature actually i saw a producer going on about it that said you could like toggle a switch now and like basically put your music up for like i can't remember what it's called but it's supposed to accelerate your discovery as an artist right it's some new feature mm-hmm. right and it comes in the form on of, spotify on spotify and like you basically toggle this if you want to be discovered right which is Why would basically every, every single musician well, you know what i mean so so and that's the thing so they're selling it as like a because i think then this music is then pushed to channels that have their toggle as in like we want to see these Mm-hmm. releases on right and i think there might be some um some caveats in terms of like who you, who can do this you know what i mean because it's not i don't think like you, you can't have a million followers and toggle this on kind of right mm. you need to be like a, an upcoming artist kind of mm. thing but then the question arises that then you're creating an economy where so what if i don't want to use this service because i think for now it's not i think you you have to have it and i think for now it's free but i think it's not yeah, the question is, is this going to stay free? But why would um, you want to not use Why would you not want to use it? Exactly. Everybody wants to use it. Yeah. And that's the question. So are you going to have now people saying, yeah, for free? And then they get the exposure and then Spotify says, yeah, well, actually, this is going to be like, mm. I don't know, $2 a, a month if you want to use this feature. You know what I mean? Mm. And then they, yeah, they basically put the hook in you and then you're sort of, you know what I mean? And then it's kind of because then that's the that's the battle right because then you're kind of shooting yourself in your foot if you're not going to be on spotify you kind of have to mm. engage with these systems with but it. then it's just like you know who's where's this going that's why you know mm. i always say band camp band camp band camp yeah. for life you know what i mean they really just i mean they're not as um uh, a versatile in terms of like the, the you know because they don't have all the music or whatever and of course like the, but they're going in that direction now, like their app and stuff you could use it as 100 but you have to use it as a, playlist yeah yeah but it has this limitation yeah. because it's not primarily like a streaming service you know yeah. what i mean like if you want to go and listen to something that you heard you're not going to go on bandcamp to listen to yeah. it you know what i mean which i think is is something but i i think that um it's a huge platform because then you can support, you know, independent artists, you know what I mean? And the money actually goes to them and they actually hmm. advocate for artists yeah, like yourself. And I mean, like, I think because the Spotify game is just so hard. I mean, of course, there's so many success stories that, you know, you can't ignore it. You would be doing yourself a disservice. But at the same time, I feel like 
if it's one company that's actually saying, yeah, we're not trying to rip you off. Mm. We're not trying to manipulate you and rip you off. We actually just want to have a really cool platform for people who care about, you know, this art. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think that that, yeah, they're just doing it the best, but then there's so many reasons why it just, you know, it, it their limits, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and also what I uh, enjoy about... um Something that's become more and more popular again recently is like vinyl or CDs. I think cassette vinyl sales just crossed CD sales for the first time. Yes. Yeah, since that's 1980 crazy. something like this, like last. I'm not surprised. Year. I mean, everybody I just got around a vinyl me. For yeah, Christmas. everybody around me has a vinyl player. I have, I have vinyls. I don't yeah. have a player, but, but you don't hear the joke. So I saw this article. I can't remember where I saw it. Right, a fairly popular channel, and said that vinyl sales finally crossed vinyl sales in 2022. Finally crossed CD sales for the first time since 1980. I don't know, whatever. Right. Um, and they said that it was kind of hugely based on. Harry Styles and Taylor uh-huh. Swift releasing their music out on records. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Okay. So, I mean, which yeah. is totally understandable. And then there are a lot of questions to raise. Like, okay, well, then how, you know, how sustainable is this? Because vinyl is kind of like not exactly the most sustainable medium, like physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's sort yeah, of... Yeah, it's a hype as well. It's yeah, and then it's the hype and then it's exactly... You know, but it's not a hype like, I'd be mad about if I could sell vinyl, you know, because it's for, for musicians, it's an amazing way to actually get money yeah 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 100% you know 100% it was a yeah it was a project of mine I was thinking of something doing something like that so I mean it's not exactly bad news but it is interesting you know what I mean because yeah you're right everything comes back around I mean that's what I'm noticing in in the way music is happening as well I just recently read an article about how music has developed like developed so much to more and more music side or the production side it used to be just you know jazz music just a singer and maybe a Mm. piano in the background and then you got 70s 80s 90s maximum 2010 where it's so much is happening and everything's going on Mm. in the background and and now suddenly i don't know if it was billy eilish who started it or whatever but we've come back to this stripped down version of the voice is so in center and and as well, like people enjoying techno music so much because it's it's a lot more stripped down, yeah, yeah. you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, so interesting how things come back around. Obviously, it's new because it's a lot more about the percussion and bass than it used to be about a certain instrument. I, I would say, yeah. but but it's crazy how things like that change and um, yeah. it always comes back and it's just it's true a cycle, mm. I guess. It's true, and the scary thing is, is that you know the technology is only getting smarter and more complex you know what i mean Mm. and i feel like as you know as those cycles happen you know these yeah these platforms are just kind of dictating who benefits from the you know what i mean Mm. so it's just like it's kind of it's interesting to see these things come back but then wherever you turn there's always some technological like entity coming in and 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 trying to take from the artist that needs needs it. I'm trying to capitalize off of that trend. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So that's the... But I refuse, I still refuse to jump on board with this. (laughs) With what? With low-rise jeans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not having it. No, no. (laughs) I refuse. No, I'm all about the layering. (laughs) I can't even talk about fashion. I don't know. I feel like I see it and then I'm like, 
no, 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 no. And then once in a while I'll see something like, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I'll do that. You know it's what I mean? It's crazy how your mind still, I mean, low rise for me, that's something else. But I used to be full on in this thing of, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just going to wear everything baggy because that's, you know, I'm, don't want to sell my body out you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then billy eilish decides to take her clothes off and suddenly i'm like that does look, <laughs> <laughs> that does look nice on curvy women as well doesn't yeah. it <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> it's yeah. so easily manipulated well influence you get influence yeah yeah but i mean that's you're growing you see how it goes and yeah. you know what i mean like you said as long as your heart is at the center yeah that's why coming back to it that's why i actually really enjoy the fact that i I'm in different aspects and I have like my bilingual side and mm-hmm. I want to move around the world a lot because everywhere I go, I notice that there are so many different sides to everything. Yeah, and yeah. then the best way for me to be able to get my mind onto it or have a certain opinion is to hear all the other ones. Yeah. And so yeah. there's no absolute for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I try not to lock off anything. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I try yeah not to at the same time, anything. still stick to, you know, yeah, what yeah. I know you are, what you feel, believe, but, but be open to that mm-hmm. fluctuating. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Team, yeah, we're at an hour and a half. Goodness, mm-hmm. <laughs> I went by You've so been yapping for a minute, a yeah. hot minute. <laughs> so, I'd ask you to close off by giving us our, I mean, your artist name, where mm-hmm. we can find your stuff, where what do you have coming see up? you, what do you have coming <laughs> up. Where could I be a super fan? Yeah. <laughs> cool. I mean, I'm blessing about, I guess, my dad being English, Naomi Westlake is mm-hmm. my real, but also my artist name. That's a very cool name. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. So. Yeah, I'm really thankful about it. And so you can find my music under that name everywhere. It's really cool. It's easy to be found. YouTube, Spotify. I have um, a pretty big project coming up about flashbacks, which we briefly talked mm-hmm. about. There's a music video coming and yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. Lots of lots of stuff planned. Nice. So just stick to my social media, I guess. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> and the you. music video, the music video said you also produced yourself, right? Yeah. I oh. mean, that's... That's, you know, blessing and curse of being an independent artist. I can decide what I want to make my music video about, but I did it. That's like, cool. with my team, but yeah, yeah. all by myself. That's dope, though. So, yeah, it was That's, a really, really yeah. cool experience. And we hope that it will be out um, sometime between April and May. So, yeah, nice. look forward to it. Okay. And thank you so much. It was really, really cool thank having a chat so with you guys. Thank you so much for coming. And we'll listen out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs>